0: Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. By now, you've certainly heard the story. Munich's Cardinal Reinhard Marx has submitted his request to retire early to Pope Francis. Whether Francis will accept that early retirement request is anyone's guess, though I suspect he will, but this story captured the attention of the Catholic world late last week when it was announced, and virtually everybody bought it, which is really funny. The details were celebrated by many, and those who would never have praised the Cardinal praised him here, for he accepted responsibility for his role in his country's version of the formal Cardinal Ted McCarrick issue. While that is certainly laudable, there is more to that story that needs to be discussed, so today I'm going to focus on the reaction to that story, as it was coming from both my peers and from some observers in the Catholic media who, like me, do not share in the unbridled joy at one of the arch modernists deciding to finally own up to his part in all of this. And there is more than meets the eye to this story, so let's dive in. If you want to join the folks supporting the work of this channel, you can find options to do so in the description box below this video for as little as $1 a month. Thanks to the supporters for their support of this channel. The narrative on this that we're hearing from many Catholic commentators can best be summarized by Chris Altieri for the Catholic Herald who wrote, Whatever else Cardinal Marx has done, whatever the ecclesiastical repercussions, whatever the ecclesiastical fallout, he has done the thing that no other senior churchman has shown himself capable of doing. That's great, but it's odd when so many people are repeating it. The author of that piece implies that part of the move by the cardinal was to force the synodal path of Germany into the hands of Francis for Francis to essentially accept the innovations and embracing of the values of Caesar in order to correct the errors of the past related to the various versions of the Ted McCarrick story in Germany and elsewhere, and I bet that he's actually right about that. The cardinal said that the synodal path must continue, and the author points out something that everyone else has missed, at least everyone in the reporting world, and as I and another Catholic writer noticed this as well, that Francis had to okay the cardinal's decision on this, and that they likely worked together on the announcement, as I'll go over, meaning that there was no surprise in Rome by Cardinal Marx submitting an early retirement request. And this has been backed up, by the way, with the strange sightings in Rome of Francis meeting with a bishop who has been described as an ultramontanist, Stefan Oster, who, while being an ultramontane bishop, is also described paradoxically as being relatively orthodox, and those two positions are not compatible. Anyway... And I'm not sure what that means in the context of German modernism, but there is a lot going on here, and Oster is now everyone's favorite pick to replace Cardinal Marx and have him serve as a potential moderating voice in the Synodal Path. We shall see. Cardinal Reinhard Marx stated that the Church was in a dead end. Of course, he is unwilling to accept the truth of that, which is that it isn't the Church that has reached the dead end, but modernism, which is the synthesis of all heresies, as so formally defined by Pope St. Pius X. And as it is a heresy, modernists are not technically in the church, at least those that fully accept that what they do would have been considered modernism in the past. But while I'll riff on the concept of the dead end for modernism in a moment, the state of the church in Germany, and frankly far beyond, is at least partially due to the work of this cardinal. And there are two competing views, really, that this is the end of the synodal path in Germany, or its ultimate triumph. For the first of you, we have an interview with Cardinal Gerhard Mueller, one of the very few members of the increasingly small club of what I call the Better Bishops, who is himself from Germany, and frequently speaks up and out about the work of the modernists in Rome and in Germany. And He had a lot to say about the Cardinal Marx situation, and I have the highlights here for you. He is firmly of the mind that his resignation is a sign that the synodal path in Germany has failed. That's pretty optimistic to me. For, from Cardinal Mueller we get this, Cardinal Reinhard Marx's resignation demonstrates that the German synodal path conducted politically has failed. Now, the Pope has the duty to do more to preserve the unity of the universal church. He said this resignation and so-called synodal path are two different matters. These two points cannot be confused, but at the same time, this path has also failed because, as we have seen, it is going in a direction that has nothing to do with the church, its foundations, the Bible, and the apostolic tradition, end quote. Again, he appeals to Pope Francis, which last week I said was a sign of incredible optimism. I wish I shared in his optimism on all this. But he goes on. Cardinal Marx is the one responsible for the failure of the Synod, even if he is placing the blame on a generic failure of the Church. The Church is at a dead end, in his words. But this is unacceptable. He wants to delegate to the Pope, who is his friend, the task of solving the problems that he himself has sidestepped. And in my opinion, this is not right. Nevertheless, the Church is a divine institution. It won't fail even if men fail. Judas failed. The apostles on Golgotha also failed. Therefore, we cannot speak of the church's failure, which is infallible by nature. While this is certainly true, nevertheless, the German synodal path must be taken very seriously, for the Germans will do what they've done best since the 1960s, institute ideas far outside the theological norm, and then export them to neighboring conferences of Catholic bishops, this time probably using the 2022 church-wide synod of clergy with a vehicle to do so. But the interviewer then questioned Mueller on where the German bishops went wrong, which fed into this idea that the synodal path failed. The big mistake was to confuse the church with being a secular institution, when the bishops are the successors of the apostles. Whereas on the subject of the Ted McCarrick stuff, the cardinal recalled that many priests have not been faithful to the sixth commandment. This is not God's fault, nor must we change his law and his word. On the other hand, we must take say categorically that those who act against the Ten Commandments are the ones who are responsible. Okay, is it just me or is he playing down that whole mess? I've seen this numerous times since the story about Cardinal Marx broke, and it's just astonishing. The bishops across the board need to read some of St. Peter Damian's or St. Pius V's writings on the subject. They really, really do. Finally, Muller was asked if the German bishop's behavior could be considered schismatic. On this, Muller gave probably his best answer. The bishops do not want a schism. Instead, they want to set themselves up as leaders of the church. They think they are avant-garde, that they are the future, but as St. Irenaeus of Lyons rightly said in the 2nd century against the Gnostics, the Christian faith is the same all over the world. This is why there cannot be a German church, a church that is an expression of a nation. This is an erroneous statement. There are local churches which are called dioceses, but we all have only one spirit. In Germany, there are still many Catholics who want to be Catholics, but are resentful that so many bishops and officials reason influenced by Protestantism and impose an ideological vision of the Church. And again, he places great hope in Francis when he says that Rome has an enormous responsibility to maintain the unity, of the universal Church, which is entrusted to the successor of Peter. And for this reason, it has to do more than To guarantee the unity of the faith. This is the theme that should be the Pope's priority. Laudato C. and other secular issues are, without question, important issues, but they are secondary to the need for unity in the faith that the Church requires today. This is the reason the Pope must be the first witness in the primary mission of preaching the gospel, including admonishing public servants who serve Moloch. My, how optimistic he is being here. And I'll have more from Mueller later in the week. In that same interview, he commented on the move to restrict the Latin Mass, or at least to fundamentally change how it is accessed by the laity and the authority the bishops have over the Mass of the Saints. And again, I'll have that later in the week. No, the move to restrict the Latin Mass isn't a rumor. Even Cardinal Mueller is acknowledging it at this point. But he isn't wrong about much of this failure being on the Cardinal himself. But notice that Cardinal Mueller is repeating the thought that the Synodal Path is losing. Louis Varecchio over at AKA Catholic takes the same tack that I do, That the synodal Path may have gotten a big PR boost out of all this. Mr. Varecchio posted a piece on this over the weekend on his website, and it's worth your attention, and I'll have a link to it in my show notes at returntotradition.org. That's returntotradition.org, or for this piece, you can just go to akacatholic.com and read the post. To give you an idea of where he's coming from, well, I'll just let him speak for himself. Quote, Based on the reaction of many traditional-minded Catholics on social media, the most shocking thing of all, in my view, is the level of naivete on the part of those who should know better. This is wonderful news. Good riddance. Praise be Jesus Christ. God is cleaning house. No, sorry, this isn't an example of tidying up his house, otherwise known as the Catholic Church, a society to which neither Marx nor Bergoglio actually belong. Even those who refuse to acknowledge that the conciliar institution of which they are members is not the Holy Roman Catholic Church cannot deny the degree to which the Bergoglian Vatican apparatus is committed to using public relations as a means of pushing the modernist program forward. Am I the only one who wonders how Marx's retirement letter came to be so rapidly and so widely available in English? In other words, Who translated it? Who was the first to publish it as such, and why? Well, it ends up that the magnificently well-funded and thus highly influential Archdiocese of Munich kindly provided its own official English translation of the German text, as well as one in Italian, publishing each on its website. Is this standard operating procedure? I poked around a bit on the Archdiocesan website and found that at top dozen or so news stories published under the press heading the Marx letter, along with the personal declaration, are the only two items that the Archdiocese of Munich chose to translate for an international audience. Why? About that declaration, in it, Marx revealed that he tendered the letter on May 21st. Evidently, Francesco has yet to decide whether or not to accept it. In the meantime, however, he has made at least one important decision. He has now informed Cardinal Marx that his letter may be published. Did Reinhardt ask for permission to publish it, or did Jorge and his handler suggest it? Again, why publish it at all? And there you have it. This is theater, folks. And remember, the cardinal wants to be a bishop serving in his archdiocese after this is resolved, because of course he does. In other words, this helps the modernists promote the synodal path. It helps push the church further down the road to actualizing schism overtly. It is a moment to hope that Francis will step in and exercise papal authority to preserve the depositum fide. It will be a vehicle to bolster the modernist cause in Germany leading into the coming Synod on Clergy. I'll be the first to admit that I expressed hope when he submitted that letter, tweeting out the story with a dare-we-hope-it-will-be-accepted comment. But it quickly became apparent that this was theater, and that it should be understood as such. This is the the sort of story that when it went public should have required teams of translators from John Henry Weston's website and Catholic Family News and from more normal outlets like Catholic Herald to scramble in order to report on, but instead it was available in German and English and Italian. Very curious indeed. But let's get back to the dead-end comment. The dead-end in the Church is modernism. But is it really in the Church? Modernism is a defined heresy, and to knowingly hold to that kind of position places one outside the unity of the Church. This isn't a new statement. This is basic Catholicism. The modernist mindset is tethered to the sensation of movement. Everything needs to be new and improved, or it's deemed irrelevant. Innovation runs through the core of modernism, the sense of movement, and the aim is to have things continuously changing in the church. However, sacred scripture reminds us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teaching. Our Lord knew that the modernists... Other innovators, as well as Luther and Calvin and Arius and others, would be in our midst. They told us to resist their inclinations. The church is not at a dead end. Modernism, maybe, though I wouldn't hold my breath on that either, but the church will never be at a dead end. So don't fall for the jubilation about the retirement of the cardinal. Instead, buckle up, because this German synodal path story and how it connects to the greater synod on the clergy is going to get bumpy, and we're all going to be along for the riot, even if we don't want to take part. And also be wary of any prelates whose name emerges as the cardinal's replacement, especially if they are described as being orthodox voices by those among the Catholic opinion makers. But those are my thoughts on this. Let me know yours in the comments, please. And like, subscribe, and hit that bell if you haven't already. It actually does help. As always, pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.